till now. We were unofficial, but now we're official. We're officially official. We're, we're officially official. Welcome to the Sunrise and Shine podcast. And uh, Stephen is uh, here with my lovely wife, Shelly. Hello. <laughs> we are going to jump into some discussion tonight on having uh, quick ears and slow mouths. Um, maybe that'll be the name of this podcast episode. Quick ears and slow mouth. Fast ears? Fast ears? Slow mouth? What should we, what should got, we name it? I we, have no we idea. Haven't made, usually we like come up with like the topic, but like here's the name of the podcast before we start, but we are just not. So um, getting ready to, to talk about um, some stuff in James chapter one. We'll get there in just a minute and uh, talk about staying positive during stressful times and keeping our mouth in check, that kind of stuff. But uh, there's like reason to like shoot some uh, shout outs out. One is um, at Awaken Church here in Natchitoches, which is a church I am blessed to be able to pastor uh, through the LCMCOG, which is a network of churches um, where Jesus is the subject. And um, we have been praying for, I don't know if you saw this, I posted it on our... I see uh, nothing. I didn't post it on our social media as much as our, our, our interactive, I don't know what you call it, what's like Remind and Group Me, that kind of stuff. Um, we have been praying for about a month for this little baby boy in Brazil, um, who is a relative of uh, one of our members, Kevin, and um, he had a staph infection and has been in the hospital. He got to go home today, so Yay. we say celebrating answer prayer for that. So we're thankful for him being able to go home. That's pretty awesome. Uh, God answered that prayer, and uh, we just give give the Lord the credit for that because I can't imagine having a little one. Um, in the hospital for like 30 days um, with staph, staph infections. infections are so dangerous. Yeah, I, for sure, for sure. I would be terrified. Yeah. Um, shout out to um, the NSU soccer team. I'm representing, you can't see it on the podcast, but we're, we're live on Facebook at the same time and it's reversed, but NSU soccer, the ladies soccer team won the, whatever, Southland Conference championship or trophy or something. Um, I forget what. They the, won the, something. They won. It the, was cool. They, they're number one. Number one. Way to go. NSU Lady Demons. We're proud of we're proud of you. We're proud of you. And um, I was speaking of soccer, um, one of my favorite players uh, over the last two, ten years um, retired from the U.S. Women's uh, Soccer Team. Carly Lloyd. Um, if you watch women's the U.S. Women's play soccer for the last several times they've been in the World Cup or in the Olympics, you know her name because she scored. All the points, all the time. She's just fantastic. Um, so anyway, she's retired from that and hung up her cleats yesterday. So that Do was they pretty wear cool. Cleats? Yeah, cleats. That's what you wear on the soccer field. I thought maybe she was beach. She's just a regular soccer player. Beach. You're talking about volleyball. Oh, I am talking about volleyball. Right. Sorry, I got my games confused. Yeah, you know, in beach volleyball, you don't wear cleats. No. No. I didn't think so. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I mean, you could. It might, might, would be weird, might though, help. don't you think? It might help, for sure. It would hurt. <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, we got some friends joining us um, on the, the Facebook Live feed. And uh, I don't know, we might have some friends joining us on the, on the podcast, but we don't know because the podcast isn't going out live with No, with they listeners. do that later. Yeah. So. Uh, I have no there, idea what's going on There's also... Now. A, a, a 10-year-old having some kind of 
conniption in the other room. Hmm. <laughs> We're just going right. to let him do it. Let's get into this. We, overwhelmed. When you feel overwhelmed, how do you deal with it? When I you, hide. You hide. Like you... I don't, I've never known you like, to really hide. Well, I mean not literally hide because you guys won't let me. But <laughs> I like don't talk to people and I don't, I, as little as possible interaction. I'm like, because I have to cut down on the sensory stuff. Okay. So you kind of um, withdraw. So to say. I yeah. mean, hide isn't really the right word because. Well, like I said, I don't really hide. You get you take you get a, you find a way to take a break. I distance, distance. myself okay. from lots of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, you know, um, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I like to like work out harder. <laughs> that'll that'll that's one thing that I do. When I start if I get feeling overwhelmed, I will because I I do six days a week uh, workout, and if I start feeling overwhelmed in some way or something, that tends to be where I put that that energy and just. Um, kind of a positive way to deal with it for me. Um, I, there's negative ways in the past when I've been overwhelmed. Um, I've had crying fits, which that's I'm not necessarily a negative thing, but um, you know I find it's it's a, a more conducive for me personally to hit the the workout harder and work out some of that stress. I guess is the right word when you're feeling overwhelmed. Then and I still cry, but not. Because I'm overwhelmed, I usually cry because I'm happy and I get joyful. Happy, happy. I was reminded today of a time I cried because the, a friend of mine posted a question on her Twitter. She said, "When was like was an awkward or strange moment in a funeral?" And I had two. One, the one I cried was the only time I've cried performing a funeral. That sounds weird, performing a funeral, conducting a funeral as a pastor has been um, when I this this. Uh, elder person in, the, in our church congregation passed away and they had um, letters they wanted for me to do what they wanted to do is the family to write letters to dad or grandpa and I would read the letters that was that was basically the whole thing I, you know I did a scripture and gave it a reading and, and but the mainly the mainly thing main part of the thing was me reading these letters and the la and I didn't read them ahead of time. There was really no time. They were like writing them that day, that night, and that day. And the last letter, and they had them set like read them in this order. And so I read them in the order they gave me, and they were they were nice and beautiful. The last one was from the dog. I'm sorry, I must not have been at this. Letter. I don't remember. I don't know if you were I there. I might have or been not. at work or something. But the letter was from the dog. Obviously, somebody wrote it for the dog. It, like, well, well from, I would hope so. From the dog's perspective, to basically his best friend. You know, mm -hmm. I cry. I mean, I was reading this thing, and I'm like breaking down as I'm trying to read this, and I'm like, why, why, of all the things, of all the things that would get you, it's the letter from, it's the, the, dog letter from the dog that just got me. Um, so that was it. You know, sometimes when you're, you think about times of grief and sadness and deal with that, dealing with being overwhelmed, sometimes it's helped. It helps to take. Get a different perspective, and I think that's what that. I don't even know who wrote that. If it was, you know, the wife or one of the kids or whatever, but somebody decided it would be great, and it was great. It was awesome. Um, but they dealt with being overwhelmed in that time of grief and loss from just getting us different perspective, and I think that's that's helpful to do that as well. Um, so, how do you stay positive during stressful days? 
have had a lot of stressful days. We are, um, I, at my office, we are super duper shorthanded and we are very behind on stuff that we are supposed to process within 24 hours. It's not happening. So stress is kind of a normal thing at our office right now. And I just, I've gotten to the point where it's, we do what we can do and the other stuff gets done when it gets done. And I'm not, I'm not killing myself over it anymore. Okay. So staying positive through stress at work is just kind of just like realizing I mean, this uh, is work and I just got to do it anyway. Is that what you're saying? Well, and I'm, I'm not letting it, because when you stress about stuff to a certain extent, it will slow you down. It, it messes with your productivity. So I'm just not letting it bother me. There's nothing I can do about it. I do what okay. I can do, and what I get done, I get done, and that's just how it works. Right. I mean, that's, there's absolutely nothing I can do to fix the situation, so I just do what I can. Yeah, and that's, like, that's one of the things that can be really helpful for folks that when you get overwhelmed or when you have very stressful days is to the best the only way to stay positive is to be like i can't do anything about this i mean if it's it's the whole idea of um don't don't stress over the stuff you have you have zero control over right just you know you, you if it's your job you may have to go with it and just do it which will not be necessarily be fun but you definitely you can stay positive i'm not saying it's fun but you can keep positive um you do you what you to. can do and do what you can do. You can you do what you can do. And then don't do what you can't do. And can't don't do. sweat the rest. There you go. Straight from the mouth of the brilliant Shelly Nelson. Do what you can do and don't stress the rest. I should like write that down. That could go in the sermon. I mean, that could be a, I mean that could be in the the sermon that's coming up. Could it? Uh, about being overwhelmed. Cuz I've never shown up in your sermons before, right? Oh yeah, you have <laughs> many times. Oh baby. <laughs> but nowadays I run it by you. I mean, I always like nowadays. I try, I try to like, as opposed to the past. Yeah, well, and then there has been times. There have back been in times. the day where I just like broke out a story or something. Now I know better. I always get I taught him better. Get permission. Get permission for that. Uh, that that really helps to cut down on some of the stressful days too. Is get permission. Getting permission. Yeah. People always say it's better to ask forgiveness. Than permission, and it's not necessarily it's really not. It's not true. It's not. That's actually bad advice, um, because you know it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Oh yeah, it's easier, but it's definitely not better. It's not healthier for you or your relationships yeah, at all. It is that. not going to be healthy for that relationship, no, whatever that relationship is. No, not at all. That's you know that, that's what it is. There are times you still have to ask for forgiveness, but you go, if you go into it with that the attitude, I'll do this. And then I, I know she'll be mad. I know he'll be upset. But I can ask, I can ask for forgiveness, and they they'll forgive me. Well, he's a pastor; he has to forgive me, right? I mean, that's that. Or <laughs> he's a Christian. She, know, she's a Christian girl. She's had, she's got to forgive me. So and so will understand that I'm going to do this because they always understand. Except for sometimes they hit a limit, and there there's no more understanding. Yeah. So that, so so yeah, it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. But who says the easy way is the right way? Because it very seldom very is. seldom very is seldom the easy is. way the right way. All right. Let's read James chapter one. Uh, we're in verse nineteen through twenty-six. It says, "Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. 
Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it is the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourselves and your religion is worthless. Um, I know I said 26, but I'll just read the next verse because there's only one more. <laughs> Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. And probably the reason why I noted it at the end of 6 is because kind of the, the thought that there's a, that, that verse 27 just is like pretty much a standalone thought. Um the way I look at it. So anyway, let's break it down. What's what stands out to you? What what resonates with you? Words or phrases like right off the bat. You first. Well, I mean, it's the do what you're told to do. The the you know you can't you can't claim. Well, lots of people do, but <laughs> you can't claim to be a follower of God and do the act the opposite of what He's taught you. Right, and it's it's wild the way people justify that I mean he that, that, you know that. the bible lists these are the most important things you can do but dump yeah and it's, and it's not a, like a lots long, of people are ignoring that right <laughs> here it's like you know pure and genuine religion in the sight of god means caring for orphans and widows in their distress refusing to let the world corrupt you i mean that's a short list i mean jesus breaks it down like love your neighbor as yourself i mean that's 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 it you know it's like well, what what does that look like? Well, that looks like yeah. you know, he gave a pretty good description your, of what it looks like. Loving your neighbor, as the, you know, loving your whoever that is. Um, absolutely. Um, what else? Other words or phrases that really are just like okay. Slow to get angry. Not very many people these days are slow to get angry. Man, that's so true. And they're slow to. It's like none is not. Oh. What? We bleeped. We're bleeping. <laughs> well, that's because it's on Facebook and we have no internet. Um, yeah. Like no true internet. Sorry about so. that. But anyway, um, we are a, as a culture, are super quick to be offended. And a lot of times not even offended ourselves, but on be, but offended on behalf of others that, that we don't even represent. It's just, that's like a huge thing I see, especially on social media. And it's like real quick to get angry about things that, um, you know, I'm not, I don't need to speak to. And I see that constantly. Uh, even like, you know, I'll see a post about something that was written early, early in the 20th century about politics and religion. And somebody just jumps right on it. Like, you know, I won't say necessarily anger, but almost in, you almost can see the offended part of their statement about defending marrying the two and i'm like no it's not you don't need to go into everything and be quick to get angry it says here be slow to get angry um and and we are a culture that's quick to be angry or offended uh, by just about everything yeah i've been on the receiving end of that oh yeah um about nonsense stuff you know actually what why did this person on tv 
Reference Murray had a little lamb out of the blue, and I got blasted uh, all over Twitter because of that. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't get it, and I had to have it explained to me. Anyway, other other thoughts. That was a good one. Well, I mean, what, following that statement, it says if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, we definitely. Seem, we seem to, as a society, lack self-control in all aspects, but most especially with our fingers when we're typing on social media mm-hmm. and with our tongue. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I think and that, that's, that's something that we should like pretty much bring out here is when this is talking about specifically control your tongue, um, be quick to listen, slow to speak. It is, for 21st century Western culture, it is not necessarily your tongue as much well, as, as it is your thumb or your fingers. If it is, Whatever that's, you're that's going where to we're flying off the, the handle. Take out of your brain and put out into the world in whatever format that might be. Right. And I think we, we have to acknowledge that. You know, we can say, well, I did control my tongue. I typed it on yeah, Facebook. That, that, that is not going to cut it. Right. Absolutely. Um yeah, we got to keep on. We got to we got to keep persevering. We got to keep up the perseverance, like my friend Ariel says. Um, so back to that the idea of being overwhelmed. When you're feeling overwhelmed, are you more likely to be the reverse of that that verse um, nineteen? I mean, if you're feeling overwhelmed, are you more likely to be slow to listen, quick to speak, and quick to get angry? If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm likely not to listen at all. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I have to get to a point where, like I said, and for me, it's for a lot of that, it's sensory input. And if you are trying to get something through to me, in that situation is not the best time to try. It's just, right. it's, a bad, it's a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. I'd say for me, that whole you know, quick to speak and quick to get angry, if I'm overwhelmed, that is... That's when I'm just, or, or, you know, and it could be even, not even like overwhelmed with stuff, but overwhelmed with tiredness. I mean, physically and mentally tired, that's when I can be really sh- short. He says quick to speak, short with my words. If, you, if that's, I mean, I think you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And that's where I you know, want to be, I want to check myself. Like I, if I know I'm physically and, and emotionally tired or mentally tired, then I want to, I've even told sometimes, like, the kids, I'm like, look, daddy's really tired tonight. I, I don't ask me anything. <laughs> don't ask me I, anything. I don't have the capacity to respond in a nice manner, so just right. don't. Right, and, 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 you know, I don't necessarily have to, like, totally check out, but I, but I want to verbalize, look, you need to know. Because I don't want to be short with my Well, and, words. I mean, it's speaking as just you know a parent and kids and your kids do need to know they need to know that mom and dad have feelings and Mm -hmm. they get stressed out and angry and sad and all of those things that they get and you know you have to deal with you know they have to learn to deal with grown-ups who have problems yeah sometimes i've had people ask me it's like don't you ever get angry like you never see me when I'm exhausted. Wait till he's looking for something he's lost. <laughs> That's why I get overwhelmed. He's emptying the cabinets I'm because he can't find it. And I didn't lose it. Somebody else put it in a different place. 
That's that's not me losing it. That is not me losing it. <laughs> somebody, somebody, not me. Somebody other than him lost it. And on those rare occasions that I did place it in a different place than I would usually have it, then I like am very quick to acknowledge my. Quickness this is why, <laughs> my my dear sir, why I don't put a lot of things away because once <laughs> I put it away. I can't find it anymore. <laughs> there's your there's your rule of thumb. It, it's the truth. If it frustrates it you to not be able to find what you need, never put it away. Just don't put it away. <laughs> that's exactly right. But that's how you find it. There are little bins it. all over my house containing you. things that are visible because I'm, I can't find them otherwise. No, no, no. no. The way you find <laughs> what you need when you need it is that you put it away. <laughs> Except for that doesn't work. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, Ooh, moving on. It's a good thing I'm being slow to get angry here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, okay, let's, let's ask one more question and we'll kind of bring it home here. Um, how do we control the tongue so that our religion isn't worthless in a culture where no one controls their tongue, at least on social media? So we've mentioned, we well, mentioned firstly, that. We went there. Let's go, let's go deeper. How, do we, how can we do that? I don't have social media. Well, because a lot of, I mean, even Twitter, I don't do Twitter anymore other than to maybe once every month or so retweet something that I read. Like, you like my pictures on Instagram? I do. I do Instagram and that's pretty much it. And I follow Animal Crossing people and Steven and our worship leader. And that's pretty much it. I, I'm okay, let's because answer this. Generally, like we're giving advice to a Christian, I am, say, young person. I'm getting there. Okay. I am likely to get into an argument about things, um, especially things that push my buttons. And therefore, I avoid seeing it at all. Hmm. It's like, you know, I don't drink, therefore I don't go to the bar. Sorry. If you don't want, you know, alcohol pushed at you, don't go there. It's the same thing. If you don't want something that's going to make you angry, don't read Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's that. There's that. Like, um, yeah. And, I mean, and that, like that's, if that's honest. If you, if, I'm you, gonna... if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, that's what I was taught growing up. But And I think that's what everybody was taught growing up that I know of. I mean, I, I've heard it from generations if you can't say something nice, don't say something. Don't say anything at all. Yet people much elder than myself have had have quite been. a few not so nice things to say. The same generations who came out with, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And now they're not. They're saying things not just not nice, but wicked. Yeah. And it's like you know, I, well, I want you to understand what you know what I'm trying to do here. I'm it's entire to, generations of do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, and that's like the opposite of what God is trying to get to us through James here. It's there's nothing here that even indicates it's okay to be just do as I say and not as I do because everything is if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing in the mirror and uh, your face in the and mirror and forgetting what you and look like. And then you walk away and you forget what you look like. It's like you don't even know yourself in an instant um, when you look this way when you live this way. Um, and he goes on and says that this this perfect law, which is the law of Christ, sets you free, um, and do what it says: love your neighbor as yourself. And you and and if you do that, don't forget what you heard: love your neighbor as yourself. 
then God will bless you for doing it. And I think that's like the key is to keep coming back to this. And, you know, how do we control the tongue so that our religion isn't worthless in a culture where no one controls their tongue, at least on social media, is, well, like you said, you just stay you stay away from it. You're off of it. Um and that's that's one thing that I that's that's not something that everybody can do or should well, do. And I found that I'm just not capable of not getting into I see, a match. I I, uh, I, I I look at daily. I mean, in this context, awakened church. I mean, social media is yes, how I'm. Def- you have to. I'm, that's your job. It's how I'm ministering. It's how I'm really connecting with neighbors and and I mean near and far, but mainly near um, and using you know a lot of it and so what i have to do is a lot of times not comment like this yeah. choose to to read somebody's opinion about something that they post and it may be something that really inflames me something that even offends me deeply because it, it feels like an attack on me or my profession or my lord um and i have to go okay i choose not to comment mm-hmm. and i i think that's just what you know what this is saying here you must be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry if you're a follower of Christ and you say I'm going to follow the scriptures you can't do this because you, you can't go be that way because it's very clear when it gets to verse 26 if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue or your fingers on their social media you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless who I mean if you if you if you're following Christ there's no, that is not worthless. That is the most worthwhile thing you can do with your life is to follow the Messiah, to, to follow Jesus. But if if you are claim that, but you don't control your tongue, what you say or what you type, then your 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 claim to be religious is worthless. And this is where I think a lot of our current culture anti. Christian Christianity is coming from, because you know folks in the, in the in this sphere who have who have used term, you know called themselves Christian now self labeled evangelical which is now more of a political thing than a religious thing only most of the culture isn't seeing that <laughs> they say oh well you're all of this and they're not controlling the tongue and they have a religion that's worthless and it's very difficult to control your tongue and not go hey you, your religion's worthless because right. you're not controlling your tongue when you do that right so it's like very challenging for sure and I'll say like I don't know if we have all the answers for this but it's de- you know acknowledge that what we can all do is do our part as far as it depends on us um, not comment not follow certain people um, you know that's just that's just what you may have to do you don't have to you may be into posting things that you think are are funny just because you like to push buttons. Maybe pushing maybe buttons pushing is not buttons is a bad your, plan. Maybe that's not your spiritual gift because <laughs> um, again, pushing buttons on. I mean, I have my times when I when I would be a button pusher, and usually it's like it's it's a fleshly thing and not a. Yeah, I have to like sometimes repent of it. Now I've never when I push the buttons of because it was not necessarily anti Dallas Cowboys as much as. Tony Romo was the most overrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yes, and, I know. And so it was very fun to make a comment on social media about Tony Romo and just watch 
how the Dallas Cowboys nation would just haunt it. And I would sit back and go, <laughs> I knew they were going to do that. But see, that was the flesh. That wasn't that wasn't being a that wasn't being a good you know disciple at all. And so, thank you, Tony Romo, for retiring. Oh my god, sa- saving me from myself in that <laughs> in that instance as well. Um, if I ever actually offended you by making fun of the most overrated quarterback ever to play the game, um, the choke artist. I don't know, man. Tony I Romo. might be able to find a, no- a more overrated quarterback. No. I might be able to. No. I could put some work into it. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. I don't think so. No, no. There's no way. No. Impossible. <laughs> okay. I think we get, we wrapped it up. We wrapped it up with taking a, a moment. What is it? Like how many years later since he retired? And giving a little jab at Tony Romo. Why not? <laughs> that's what you do. Who dat? Saints are doing pretty good. Not not great, but pretty good. So that's, that's awesome. So. Anyway, there's your football moment for tonight. All right, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of uh, the podcast. We are Stephen and Shelly, and we'll be back next time. I don't know if we'll have some of our other crew with us or what, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you then.